Hi everyone. In the last few episodes of Chasing Sunshine, I have talked about positive emotions, mindfulness, post-traumatic growth, and also about how we can use these concepts to deal with difficult times. The choice of such topics was purposeful to steer the listeners towards positive actions and optimism. Learning to hunt for happiness in traumatic times is a trait found in almost all resilient people and this paves the way for post traumatic growth of an individual as well as the community. You will all agree that the need of the hour is to build resilience in ourselves as well as others. But while the world is looking at means and ways to overcome the pandemic, we cannot ignore the stark reality of the increasing number of self-harm and suicide cases across the globe. The World Health Organization estimates that each year approximately 800,000 people die from suicide, which means one death due to suicide every 40 seconds the figures also show that suicide attempts are 20 times more frequent than deaths by suicide not only this suicidal ideation or thoughts about committing suicide and self harm are experienced by a large section of the population and they become predominant in people suffering from depression many of you would be aware that september 10th every year is observed as the world suicide prevention day it is a focused effort to create awareness about the large scale prevalence of suicide across the world during the month of september A consistent effort is made to make people aware about the ways to prevent suicide at various levels individual as well as community. This year's figures were alarming. The pandemic has led to a spurt in suicides like never before. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention in USA has reported around 11% of the population surveyed between March and June of 2020 to have seriously considered suicide in the past 30 days. Since the start of the pandemic, a mental health helpline has reported 9 times spike in their SOS calls. Mental health surveys during corona times in India show that people coming in for therapy are increasingly reporting thoughts about self-harm and suicide there are cluster and contagion suicides in india as well as throughout the world in the entertainment industry medical fraternity migrant labor and the farming community this doesn't come as a surprise that i find societal ideation in majority of the young adults and students in therapy with me in spite of the widespread prevalence of suicide 
there is an unmistakable awkwardness to the whole issue for those experiencing suicidal thoughts as well as for those who are around people experiencing such thoughts people often feel at a loss of ways to handle intense feelings and emotions related to suicide the reactions range from a casual attitude with a tendency to brush such expressions under the carpet to disbelief and very often panic several agencies like the world health organization the american suicide prevention association have put forth a volume of literature on suicide prevention the mental health first aid australia in collaboration with the universities of melbourne and tasmania have laid down guidelines regarding ways to identify suicidal thoughts in people around us revised in 2016 these guidelines have a universal appeal and are easy to absorb and implement let me take you through a couple of these measures you can take as family and friends to identify and prevent suicide among those around you very often a person contemplating suicide gives a clear cut indication about their intention Sometimes it is a direct expression where they may threaten to hurt or kill themselves by looking for ways to kill themselves seeking access to pills weapons or other means they may talk or write about death about dying or suicide very frequently for example there could be a sudden burst of melancholic poems quotes on death on their social media posts or similar notes scribbled in their diaries or notebooks then there may be some indirect indications as well like prolonged feelings of hopelessness feelings of being trapped like there's no way out increased alcohol and drug use withdrawal from friends family or society staying alone in their room for long periods of time spending way more time on gaming and social media anxiety agitation unable to sleep or sleeping all the time there could be dramatic changes in their mood finding no reason to live having no sense of purpose in life is a very prominent indication and this could sometimes be due to chronic illness Remember not all of these symptoms will always lead to suicide most of the times these conditions will present in a combination of two or more of these indications becoming more aware about the people around us is the first step towards suicide prevention in case you observe any kind of deviation in the behavior of those around you or if they show any of the above mentioned changes in their behavior it is recommended to reach out to them with a few direct questions the stigma attached to suicide and mental health issues often makes us wary of discussing suicidal ideation with close family and friends often there is fear of exacerbating or aggravating suicidal thoughts linked to a discussion on it many of us are plagued by thoughts like 
What if by discussing suicide with the person, I risk fueling his thoughts and push him over the edge? On the contrary, research shows that discussing suicide openly often gives a platform to the person in distress to vent out their feelings and seek help. And many a times, the very act of ventilation is sufficient to dissuade the person from the final act. Though it is important to be genuine, non-judgmental and be very caring and compassionate while you reach out to such people. Remember, a person in psychological distress may have faced rejection in some form and is likely to be in lot of pain and anguish. A calm, empathetic presence works best in such situations. You may begin by asking the following questions with the person concerned. What is it that is troubling you? I may be able to help you in some way. In case of suicidal ideation, after taking the person into confidence, you may assess the mental state of the person by directly asking the following questions. Why do you want to die? Have you done anything in preparation for your death? On a scale of 1 to 10, where would you rate your seriousness or wish to die? Have you tried out any particular method or taken steps in rehearsal for suicide? These questions may be framed according to the nature and the socio-cultural background of the person concerned. Remember to try and assess the intensity and seriousness of the speaker. In my experience, even a single expression of suicidal thought needs immediate attention and action. If the person does not feel comfortable confiding in you, Offer to connect him to someone who can help him in this regard. The next step would be to collaboratively make a safety plan with the person. A safety plan should include all those activities that the person can undertake while he is struck with intense thoughts of putting an end to his life. The safety plan could include measures like recognizing warning signs like thoughts, moods, images that could act as triggers, identifying and using internal coping strategies without taking the help of others, for example, distracting self with music, exercise or any other similar activity, using interpersonal supports as a means of distraction from unpleasant thoughts or urges, making a call, asking a friend to come over. Contacting friends or family to help resolve the crisis is an important part of the safety plan. Identifying and making a list of people along with their phone numbers who can be reached out during this time comes very handy. Contacting a mental health provider or agency and identifying one that is accessible 24 by 7 and making a note of their phone number is important as well. Suicide helplines like Fortis Stress Helpline by the Fortis Chain of Hospitals and iCall by Tata Institute of Social Sciences in India are very helpful sites. For international users, Help a Friend Befrienders Worldwide 
is a very active and user-friendly site. The helpline numbers and the links to these sites are mentioned on the Instagram handle of the podcast. Reducing potential use of lethal means like sedatives, sharp objects, guns from the immediate environment is also an important part of the safety plan. It is recommended to have the safety plan written clearly and put at a highly visible place in the house. In fact, several copies of it may be made and kept within the easy reach of the person. may be put in all rooms of the house once the safety plan is in place the next step should be to talk about the protective factors with the person protective factors are those anchor points or driving forces of life that can be enhanced while the person is in psychological distress they often act as a buffer against suicide Following questions may be discussed with the person within the protective framework. What keeps you going during difficult times? What are your reasons for living? What has kept you from acting on those thoughts? What or who do you rely on for support during times like these? Engaging the person with such thoughts give them a reason to look forward to staying connected socially. as well as so seeds of a purpose in life it is often observed that thoughts about suicide are confided on conditions of confidentiality leaving the caregivers in a dilemma about sharing the information with the significant others of the person it is advisable to take the person into confidence and convince him to let the other people know about his feelings In case of any resistance it becomes imperative to bring the significant others in the know-how of things even without the knowledge of that person after all saving a life is far more important than breach of trust at community level a widespread screening for suicidal ideation and depression especially during these times is the need of the hour PHQ-9 is one such standard measure that successfully screens for both depression and suicidal ideation and is in public domain. Surprisingly, many a times both the sufferer and the significant others fail to register the presence of these dark, obtrusive thoughts that plague the mind. And by the time they realize, it is often too late. Tools like PHQ-9 can help us become more aware of our state of mind as well as they can act as predictors of community well-being. Besides depression, anxiety, loneliness, substance use disorder, displacement, domestic violence and economic repercussions of the pandemic such as job loss or business loss, are some of the major contributing factors to the rise in suicide worldwide. Efforts to prevent suicide are required at all levels. Mental health has become a priority in many countries, including India, at the policy level as well. 
The Social Justice and Empowerment Ministry of India has launched Kiran, a helpline number 18005990019 that offers support to people in psychological distress. This service is available in 13 languages. Another initiative launched in June 2020 by the Government of India is Manodarpan, a dedicated mental health service for teachers as well as students. However, we must understand this requires tremendous effort by governments already fighting a war to contain the epidemic and its after effects. Any decision or policy is likely to take some time to get translated into action. Till the time this happens, cultivating a little amount of sensitivity and awareness about the people around us is likely to go a long way towards prevention of suicide. Stay calm, become aware and reach out to people around you. By doing this simple act, you may be able to save a precious life. Let's all prevent suicide together. Hope you find these tips useful. You may give your feedback on the Instagram handle of the podcast, which is chasing sunshine underscore podcast, or DM me, and follow it for an update on more episodes. Stay positive and stay happy.